Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 451. You're going to learn why only 9% of LinkedIn users post and what you are missing out on if you're in the 91%. The second is how LinkedIn content drives more revenue, right? Um, our guest today will give you some amazing stats that will really shock you and, and I think make you realize the great opportunity of posting on LinkedIn. And the third thing is how to maximize your post outcomes. If you're a first-time listener, please subscribe if you like it. And who's it for? It's for cloud consultants. So if you consult and then help implement a SaaS platform, no matter what the size of platform, you're in the right place. And if you're a regular, you know, please let me know that you're listening. Just send me an email at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com and always reply. So there's a summary in the app, but you can get the full transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com and it's episode 451. And before we go into the interview with Katrina, I'd like to thank our sponsors. The first is the Cloud Consultants Collective. It's a free Slack community where cloud consultants just help each other to grow our businesses. And you can find out more at cloudconsultantscollective.com. And the other one is SendSpark. It's a great video platform that lets you personalize videos, which ultimately you're the owner of the business and you're the best person to sell. And what it does is allows you to create a little intro video, then you can add a video so that um, it takes a lot of the hard work. So you can mass do videos that are customized, if that makes sense. Anyway, you can get six months free at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark. Our guest today is Katrina Kurt. She's the founder of a consulting company called LinkedIst. So it's linked as in R-L-I-N-K-E-D, and then it's I-S-T. And she helps other businesses grow the power of their LinkedIn marketing, advertising, and sales. She's also an active contributor and a thought leader on LinkedIn, where she talks about entrepreneurship, leadership, sales, and marketing. And for the last six years, Katrina's delivered over 300 company and public workshops and has helped different European accelerators educate their startups about marketing and sales. In recent years, she has shared her knowledge at the events like Tech BBQ. Login Growth Marketing Conference in San Fran, Startup Wise Guys Accelerators, and Sales Formula, and many more. So what I'll do is hand you over now to Katrina Kurt from LinkedIn. Wonderful to have you here, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, very excited. Uh, you know, content on LinkedIn has absolutely uh, turned my business around. I think I've had about, the last time I counted, it was nearly like, 3.7 million views and uh, the amount of clients I've got has been exceptional. And uh, I know that you're going to help us uh, today sort of learn more about it. So I'm uh, very excited to have you here because, you know, what, what is the stat? How many, what, how many people do post out of the, I don't know, 800 million users or how many on LinkedIn, how many people actually actively post all the time? So there are around 875 million users right now. And out of all of those uh, users, out of all the active ones, 
there's only 9% of all of those active users that are creating content. So uh, 60 or more percent of people who are active on the platform, they're just viewers, so to say. So they're just watching what other people create. And not a lot of people are actually stepping up and creating themselves, which gives a lot of opportunities for other people to start creating and build their brands. Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. So we'll uh, definitely dive into that. But why don't we just start quickly with, um, you know, who's your ideal client that you love to work with and what are some of the problems that you help them solve? So we usually work with small startups, a small to mid-sized enterprises as well. And we usually help them either grow their brand's presence on LinkedIn and get new clients, or we help them with lead generation via LinkedIn advertising, or we help bigger enterprises or bigger corporations with employer branding. So we work with uh, their employees and we help them understand how to use LinkedIn correctly and how to uh, have more people in the C-level being active as well to represent your brand. So in simple words, we help with lead gen, we help with brand awareness, and we help with you know educating employees around the platform. Right. And, and, and what are some of the... the- when the startups, you know, what what are the problems when they they come to you? Like, you know, what, yeah, what what are sort of some of the key themes? So most of the time, they usually come to us when they want to get new clients or new users for their platform or their business, and they don't really have an in-house marketing team. It can also be solopreneurs. It can also be consultants. Uh, and they want us to help them build a brand. And most of the times, either that's a personal brand or, you know, a business brand. Um, but startups mostly come because, you know, like when you start a business, you want to gain new clients, you want to expand. And that's where we come in. Yeah. And it's, look, I'm an avid podcast listener and more and more people, instead of using their website, they just mentioned their LinkedIn profile, right? So it's... um you know, I know for myself, I'll go to someone's LinkedIn profile before I go to anywhere else. And I would do the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, it's such an incredible, incredible platform. Um, the, you know, the like, know, and, and trust factor, like, have you got any data on when someone goes to profile so that, you know, a lot of people say, well, when someone goes to the profile, they'll look at the content to validate, to, you know, try to to see how much of an expert you are, you know, is that true or or not? So I actually have a lot of data around all of these topics because I'm doing a lot of presentations around it. And there was a research done by LinkedIn and they actually found out that 89% of all decision makers, they actually say that they trust an organization more when they see that uh, leaders from the business, they communicate on LinkedIn. And then the other interesting fact was that 49% of all the respondents also said that um, it's also easier for them to uh, take a decision whether or not to buy something if they see that there's, you know, thought leadership going on and like a business is putting effort into it. So these two facts, I think like they're really showing us that Yes, decision makers, they do care about this and they do trust the business more and they also buy more if they trust the business. Yeah, and, and if you seen a certainly for me, like I started really aggressively posting in 2019 and then it was, you know, it was the gold rush. You know, I did a post and I got a client or I got a couple of clients, right? It was, it was a direct, 
linked to sales, whereas now I find it's more of an in the funnel rather than a top of the funnel uh, exercise. How, how have you seen that change on the time that you've been um, an expert on? I have definitely seen that change. And I myself also started posting around 2019. So I think like we both started at the same uh, at a similar time. And um, now it's definitely much more about, you know, that LinkedIn is just another touch point. So before it used to be that you could definitely get a lot of sales directly from your content. And now you still need to, you know, like you need to consistently do that still and and maybe have some other touch points, maybe some referrals. And then, you know, the the conversion happens. Not always. We can generalize, but uh, but that is happening for sure. However, I would still say, you know, that uh, if you create content, you can still get quite a lot of inbound leads. Yes, yes, yeah. And it, and it just may not happen directly. Like there's so often, even my clients that, that post, you know, someone might be watching you for three months, you've got no idea, and then they reach out to you. I've been regularly watching your LinkedIn content, right? You just don't know who's watching. And, and what are some of the, you know, the key reasons why people don't post? You know, only 9%. If you look at certainly this, you know, if, you know, most of our audience are, you know, sort of the, the solos or they've got a small team, but they're the person producing the content. They're the person that's sort of their marketing and sales hat, right? They don't have an in-house marketing team, like you said. What are some of the reasons why they might not be posting? Well, first of all, there's a mis- common misconception that it takes a lot of time to post on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of people also think, you know, about... Um, a situation where they post something and nobody engages. So, you know, like, what if I create something, get it out there, spend a lot of time on it, and then nobody likes it, right? Nobody comments on it, nobody sees it. So this fear is definitely real. It's out there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people also think uh, that even if I post, how can I make sure that the right people see my content? So, um there are some of these misconceptions around creating content that I think like are stopping some people from uh, from starting. Yeah, so so let's start on the last one first around um, who's seen my content. How can you improve who's seeing your content? Like if you've got an ideal client or an ICP, how can I improve or how can I uh, increase my odds of them seeing the content? So I have a really nice story to kind of um, talk about this uh, this uh, misconception. Uh, when I started creating content, um, most of my connections, they were from, so to say, um, other fields than what my content was about. And um, in general, in the beginning, you know, there weren't a lot of likes, there, were, there wasn't a lot of engagement. And a simple trick or a simple thing of what you can do to get more engagement and to get your content in front of those eyeballs that you want to, um, it's just simply by searching for the people who would be interested in your content and then adding them to your network. And so in half a year, I completely changed my network uh, from being focused on, so to say, economists, on being focused on salespeople and founders and startup founders. Yeah, great. And and I know some people say, look, uh, you know, you should remove the people that aren't your ideal clients and other people say, no, you know, keep your whole network. What, what's your perspective on that? 
I would suggest still keeping the people that you have from before. Or, you know, some people would come and say, like, I have changed my industry. I wasn't, you know, like, so to say, let's say education, uh, educational institution. And now I'm working with, uh, I don't know, mining or something else, right? <laughs> Completely different thing. And um, what do I do? And my advice would still be keep those people because they know you and they're your close connections from the previous industry. And you never know who might help you in the future. And one good thing to do is also to make a post about this or maybe write something in your bio about this. Like, hey, I spent like the last 10 years in this industry, but now I have completely turned my career around and now I'm in this completely other new field. And that's okay. Brilliant. And and where does hashtags come into this? Like, Can hashtags help you draw the audience that you want to be seen by that you know can that also influence it so um yes because people on linkedin they are following hashtags and um once in a while every like 10th or 11th post you might see that some content pops up on your newsfeed which is not from the people that you follow neither from the companies that you follow but it is Uh, falling under the content under a specific hashtag that you're following. So um, that's why it is important to have uh, the right hashtags that fit your content. Uh, Because, you know, like, for instance, hashtag innovation has hundreds of millions or some like 36 or more millions of followers. And of course, not all of them will see your content piece. But some fraction will do if your piece is going to do well. Okay, great. And, and you know, I've read so many articles and experimented myself on how many hashtags you should use. What's your view on, on this one? Because it seems to be, uh, yeah, it's I always use the saying, you know, like everyone's got a bottom or a, a bum, you know. Um, it's a bit like hashtags. Everyone's got an opinion on this. Well, uh, we have recently gotten some reports from LinkedIn and uh, they're suggesting that the optimal number is three or four. So three to four hashtags is an optimal number. Everything below or everything above is like uh, decreasing views on your content piece. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's because uh, I used to use, and I've, I've used three, I've used nine. But uh, three to four, that's that's great. Um, I'll implement that. And as far as what's the link? Uh, so firstly, you know, some people say creator mode. You get more views if you're using creator mode. So what is creator mode? And is it true? Do you get more views or less views using creator mode? So creator mode definitely gives you like more tools to create content on the platform. So if you want to create audio events, if you want to create your own newsletter, if you want to do LinkedIn Lives, then Creator Mode is a great tool for that. Um, Also, it helps you to have some hashtags on your profile. So it's easier for people to understand what kind of topics do you communicate about. Uh, But does it boost your uh, engagement? It helps you out if you are actually consistently creating content. But if you're turning it on just for the sake of, you know, having more views and you're writing a post once in every month, then that's not really helpful. Yeah. And and about consistency, like what's your version of consistency? How often should we be posting? So I think it depends on your goal. If you want to be active, 
uh, I would say once a week is enough to post. If you want to create a strong personal brand in a specific niche or a specific space, then you should post at least like two, three times a week. Yeah. And usually yeah, we- for... Sorry to interrupt. For usually for uh, some of uh, our clients who start from you know zero, having a few hundred of connections and having no voice in a specific niche, uh, it takes from three to five months of consistent content creation to actually start getting offers, start getting invited to give a comment, start getting invited to do speaking in speaking engagements, and things like that. Right and. Uh- I know the other one that, you know, the other myth is, you know, time, you know, when, when should I post? Should I post, you know, on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. or, you know, and there's so much data going around. What's been your experience of the best times to post? So from the algorithm stats and from the data that we have from our own client base, the best time is in the mornings. So around 8 o'clock in the morning, that's a really good time to to launch your post because it takes a while for LinkedIn posts to start getting traction. It's not like something you post on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook because there like your followers get an instant notification. And on LinkedIn, it takes a while because, I mean, not everybody has that bell uh, icon turned on. So not everybody sees your content right away. Um, So I would say definitely mornings, best time to, to post and then get your post like start getting engagement during the whole day. And, you know, um, I've heard that like in your network, about 10% of your network will actually see your, your posts at any given time. Is that is that mm-hmm. what you've heard? Actually, I, I, I don't think I have heard about this one. Um, so I cannot really say if that's, if that's true or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's, yeah, that once again, um, you know, it was it was by an expert. I can't remember who, but they said yeah, about ten percent of your network will actually see see the post at, at any given. And that's time. probably true. That's probably true because um, if you have published a post, a content piece, then during the next uh, hours there are you know your post is getting views all the time. So it's not like it's not stopping right away. So it is true that you know constantly like people are seeing some people from your network are seeing your posts. Brilliant. So these, you know, these are great tips to actually get the get the engagement. Um, just on that line, what about type of posts, right? So, you know, what are the type of posts that you would recommend for, you know, someone that's either just starting with content or, you know, someone that's self-generating their their own content? So I guess both you and I, we lived through the video era on LinkedIn. We lived through poll era on LinkedIn, you know, where everybody was creating polls. Um, I would say, you know, try to experiment with your audience. And even before that, try to think, okay, what takes me the least amount of time? Is it text? Is it, you know, can I record videos? And that comes to me supernaturally. Um, Try to evaluate, you know, what you can do best. And then choose that type of content and try to just produce as much of it as you can. Because I know some really good content creators and they have never made a single post with a photo. They're only communicating through through uh, text. Yes. And that works for them, you know. Yes. So it's really like what works for you. Yeah, yeah. And look, I know that what works for us as a general rule is, you know, 
there's the polls seem to get the most. And what I love about polls is that you can, the people that have actually uh, answered it, then you know exactly what their answer is. And then it's, you know, it's easy to follow up specifically on yeah. that post. So I, I love that feature. Then we find a, a PDF or we call it a slider carousel. I think that's the next. And then text seems to be the third, but it was interesting. I did a video, I've done a couple of videos of late and they got some exceptional views where, you know, I'd say three months ago, you just wouldn't get any views. So has there been a change in the algorithm or is video sort of coming back a little? Maybe just a little bit. Uh, I would say that, you know, a lot of people were uploading video content and not getting a lot of views. So that would, you know, end up have like end up being in less video content on the platform, which I don't think that LinkedIn wants. So some people say that video is coming back and they're getting more views once again. So that's, it's nice to see that change. And also document posts, they're doing quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. And then once again, just experiment. I think like you keep saying, it's the consistency, I think is more important than the actual format, right? So, and to get the consistency is what format you find easiest to do. Now, this is the big one, right? Because you mentioned it before, people just say they don't have time, right? If if I had a dollar for every time, you know, a client mm-hmm. of mine says, you know, I just don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to post. You know, there's, there's sort of yeah. got writer's block. Uh, what's, what are some, uh, some ways to get around this, uh, the LinkedIn posting block? So one of the easiest strategies is to actually find some people that you, that inspire you with their content. And go ahead and try to see what type of uh, content they are posting on their LinkedIn profiles and try to analyze their content and see, okay, so they're making some easy and short posts. They're making some carousel posts. All right. So people seem to like that. And, you know, that could be like a good starting point for you to even, you know, understand what type of content would work for you. And then also another uh, strategy or a tactic that I like to share with people is that you can always go like, if you have no idea at all, you can always go on Quora.com and just type in like a specific keyword. Let's say that could be data or cloud solutions or any other keyword. And then you can actually see like top questions that people asked about a specific topic during the last 10 years. And you can easily go ahead and say, okay, so if 200 people had this question, probably more people have this question. And then you create content that answers those questions. You don't need to think much. I mean, all the ideas are there. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's great. And I've also heard people, you know, using Google as well. So, you know, key topics on Google. And then if you look below the other suggestions so they can give you themes, um, a couple of things that I know have worked really well is you know just your client conversations right so if if you're having conversation with your client and they bring up a brilliant point jot it down and then just put it in a log so we use click up so i'm constantly just adding content ideas uh, so mm-hmm. now i've got more content ideas than i actually have time to to post but i think that's a great one and the other one is content that you read like you said mm-hmm top influencers or podcasts as an example. So I listen to lots of podcasts and I'll just hear something in the podcast mm-hmm. or maybe think of something. So just, you know, once again, just document it so that when you do have writer's block, you can go to your list of topics and they're already there rather than coming up with something on the spot. And and what about um, 
you know, some people love to bat, some people love to write under pressure. You know, what 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 do you recommend as far as um, you know, how to get ahead of of not being stuck without content? Once again, I think I will repeat myself saying that you need to find a way that works for you. You know, in the beginning, I used to prepare a lot of content in advance, but that was like six years ago. And now, you know, after six years of uh, constant content creation, I it takes me like five to 10 minutes to, to write a piece of content. And I just maybe have some topics in mind that I want to post during the week but I don't write content in advance anymore. Yet again, I know some people who do that and that basically works for them because they have more time to think and they can sit down and write and maybe ask a friend if this piece of content is is a good one. So it really depends on a person. Yeah, great. And you can go and um, you know look at Katrina's. Um, we'll have obviously her LinkedIn URL, but we're talking to Katrina Kurt. And uh, the the what's your URL for for your LinkedIn? For my LinkedIn, it's uh, slash Katrina Kurt. Yes, great. Or, and you spell it K O T R Y N A, and then it's Kurt K U R T. And the the name of the company is uh, Linked, so L I N K E D, and then it's dist d i s t dot com. So uh, two D's in there. Is that right? Uh, no, just one. <laughs> just a one. Okay, all right. So just forget one. that one. It's just the uh, linked ist, and uh, not the dist. Okay, great. So um, now we've covered a lot of things. We've talked about you know um, how to best use it um, and the ease of use, and you know how to get uh, engagement with hashtags and, and other things. You know wh- what else have you uh, got from a content? point of view so you know what else have you learned that you think few other people really know at the moment or or are using i have learned that uh, and that comes from both my own personal experience and also working with other people is that if you pick a niche it it works wonder it does wonders for you right so like recently an example could be that we have been building uh profile for a person who works within AI and um, way faster than any other client because other clients were in sales and marketing, uh, but they were quite talking about general topics. His content took off after just two months and started generated like uh, 5K views per, per post. So the more of a niche you choose for your content, the better results you can get as well. Yeah, I think yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and we've we've done the same. I've worked with so many partners that were all things to all people, and we've all heard the story before. But the short version, if like you know, I've had a Zoho partner that just did insurance brokers. I had a I've got another Zoho partner that does in industrial automation, right? So I think some people, you know, we get so fis- um, caught up in the amount of impressions we get, which is that, you know, scared that no one sees our content versus the right people seeing it. And I think you're dead right. Picking a niche is fantastic. And then when when you're doing the outreach and when they come to your content to like, know, and trust you, they look at the content and go, this is great. This person actually is a thought leader. They know what they mean. That's so much more powerful 
and trying to get millions of impressions to to people that you know it's a flick in the feed right let's not kid ourselves it's yeah. not as if they open the post and, and read it all um the algorithm the elephant in the room right there's a lot a lot of discussion around the the algorithm for content what what do you know about the the algorithm I know for a fact that if you're editing your post during the first hour after publishing it, it also decreases you. It gives you less views. Uh, so we usually say like, can we live with this mistake for an hour? Yes, we can. Then we leave it, edit it later. If we can, we delete it and post it another day. So that's one thing I know for sure. Then of course, like it's important to respond to your um, comments during the first few hours after getting them as well, just to boost your engagement. It's important to get um, around 20 interactions with your post from your first degree connections, at least within the first few hours as well, to get a bigger boost. Uh, and um, yeah, it's important to have a lot of great discussions because at the end of the day, what LinkedIn really rewards is those posts that are having big discussions in the comment section and if you are you know creating content that always gets comments such as great post well done then that's not really starting a discussion about any topic whatsoever yeah yeah and, and you know and i gotta admit we sort of used some automation tools in the past where you know it boosted the the likes and comments but you know i, I certainly found that that wasn't helping getting the right people and um yeah like you said if it's not a quality comment well it's not not going to work so uh i i, I love the um the concept of re responding i think that's uh really important i've i've heard whether it's true or not you can tell me but uh one hypothesis out there is that you know uh comments are worth double or like so likes are nice but if you get the comments that's what really triggers the algorithm is you know have you heard a similar thing i would say that's definitely true because some most of the times, you know, I would look at my posts and I could see there's like 50 likes. Uh, so there's not that many likes from the likes perspective, but there's a, there are a lot of comments and a lot of discussions going on. And that post has 10,000 views. And I'm like sitting there and thinking, okay, so there's 50 people who actually liked it, but 10,000 people actually have seen it. Um, and that's what I go for. You know, I don't look at the likes. I most of the times look at the views and then how many comments I'm having. Yeah. And I think that's why it's critical to have a question in there as well, right? The easiest way to get a comment is to have a really good question. So I think a lot yeah. of people miss that opportunity and therefore don't trigger the algorithm. But we've had um, some, um, we run a, you know, a group that we support each other to get the 20 comments and, um, and likes in the in the first hour and you know we've had some people that one that's really uh, moved the needle is uh say a, a harvard business review article so if you share that the link in the the post um you know they're getting up to 250 300,000 uh impressions to that have you um you know have you seen that or experienced something like that yourself so you're talking about LinkedIn articles? No, or? it's actually just a Harvard Business Review article. And what you do is mm -hmm. just put the link in that. So you do your summary of what you found in the, the article and you put the mm -hmm. link to the article 
And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they seem to create the most impressions out of any other posts that uh, that we do. Okay, I I haven't noticed that, so that's something for me to uh, investigate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, like yeah, we've had several people in the, like I said, you know, sort of two hundred thousand plus for one post. It's um, and and you know, right, you don't want to be doing that all the time because you want your ideal clients, but it does, you know, does does boost your audience and uh i think what it also does is that 10 percent then goes higher so actually more of your network get to see that post as well which is a a lovely reminder because i think the other thing i've learned is that you know your clients or your potential clients are watching the posts as well right yeah so it's not just new people coming in you're actually validating and giving content the people that are either about to purchase from you or maybe making the decision of whether they stay with you or not. And, yeah. uh, you know, your, your post can uh, certainly do that. So, look, you know, I could talk forever about uh, LinkedIn and uh, the content. Um, you know, I think it's been the number one um, thing for free. Let's face it, right? Like you said, you're, you're an expert. You do five to ten minutes. Even if it takes 30 minutes to do a post, there's nothing that can drive traffic to you as uh, as LinkedIn, but there's one last question I want to ask: Is this Google algorithm right? I hear that if you use three to four hashtags, then you know mm-hmm. you'll show up in Google more. What's been your experience of how LinkedIn posts and, and Google search work together? So one thing for sure that LinkedIn and Google they have a connection when it comes to simple posts. They don't appear as, you know, separate URLs on Google most of the time. And if they do, they are way in the back. So you would never find them. Uh, But something that I really like when it comes to LinkedIn and Google is that if you write articles, they're being indexed on Google, which means that if you're going to write an article saying why you should choose this cloud-based solution rather than another, and somebody is going to type in the exact title on Google, they will actually find your article as a separate URL uh, and they could go there and read it. So that's something I really like about articles on Google. Right. And and just to clarify, do you need to be in creator mode to write articles or is anyone can write an article? Anyone can write articles. You don't have to turn on the creator mode. So it's it's pretty simple for now. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Fantastic. Well, like I said, we could talk forever, but let's now go into the rapid fire section. So the first question is, what are some of the daily sales habits you do to accelerate your business? Well, I would say I uh, try to check on my ICPs every single day, uh, try to see if they're still matching the criteria, if nothing is changing there. I follow my sales pipeline. I check it also every day. Uh, and I'm trying to work with my sales team to identify some new uh, ways to sell our products, sell our services every single month. So this is what I do every day and every month. Brilliant. And where do you go to learn more about sales? I would say usually I read books and I try to read a lot of different books on uh, on selling, but also on marketing and try to find a way how to intertwine those two. Um, I also go and listen to some podcasts, um, but I also listen to a lot of podcasts that are in some way connected to what's happening in the market. So like 
not necessarily podcasts about sales, but actually what is happening in the startup world to see some new opportunities, right, for myself. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I don't know if you listen to one, but uh, 20 Minute VC by Harry Stebbings is a, is a great one for that and a big uh, shout out to Harry. He's uh, yeah helped me in the past and uh, has a brilliant podcast. The uh, next one is, um, if we could grant you one wish for your business today, what would that be? I would like to have and do more business within Scandinavia and Switzerland. That's something I have been focusing on during the last half a year, and it's slowly coming to, you know, slowly becoming a new reality, but I would love to definitely conquer those markets. Okay, brilliant. And the last (laughs) one is, what do you know now? You know, like you said, you've been posting since 2019, you've been helping a lot of people. You know, what do you know now that you wish you had have known uh, earlier? I know now that LinkedIn personal branding definitely works and I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have started, you know, building my network earlier because your network is your net worth. So whoever you have in your connections can definitely make or break for your business and for your for your services. So yeah, that's one thing I would I wish I would have known earlier, but you know, yeah, and and, you know, you're listening to Katrina, and and to be honest, it's not as difficult as you think, but it is a brilliant way to build your your thought leadership. It's it's you know, it's like it's like that gold rush where you're just missing out on the opportunity, right? So you know, please go and um, follow up on Katrina. We'll have all her links, etc. Uh, follow her on LinkedIn to see some of her content as well. But this is something that you definitely should have as part of your marketing mix, right? There is no reason not to. And uh, Katrina can definitely help you. So um, we'll put all the links in the show notes, like I said. But uh, Katrina, thanks for coming here and uh, sharing so much light on something which I think is vital for any cloud consultant. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish everyone a good start on their LinkedIn content creation journey. That was a great interview with Katrina. You know, it was just a masterclass on how to do content on LinkedIn and the benefits of it. So please start posting today. It is absolutely a game changer. Uh, share what you learned on LinkedIn with Katrina. Uh, her LinkedIn will be, well, her LinkedIn profile is in the show notes. And you can get a summary in the app that you're listening to. And also you can get the full transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com, episode 451. And why not share it with others, right? You've probably got other people that have been talking about content or this is an opportunity for them. So they'll think you're a rock star if you share this episode with them. Also check out our solo shows. And if you're looking to scale your cloud consulting business and want to know what are you doing the right things, right? Well, I've created a blueprint, which is my version of what it took, well, what we did to scale and sell our business. And you can have a look at that. You can just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash blueprint. And the last thing, and the thing that I say always, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. 
tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.